Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Welcome to Inside the Episode. Today, David and I are going inside the power within. Yo, yo. The power. We got the power today. I was going to sing a song that had power in it, but all I could think of was Huey Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, right. The power of love. And this is all about love. That's what this podcast is. So I power within. You know, yeah. Not all the time. Not Most all of the time. times. Tough love. Tough love. Tough That's love. right. Well, I get a lot of that and you'll probably give me some more of that this time around. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's um, do it. For this episode, you talked about distractions, which is kind of funny because we encounter so many distractions in this day and age on a day-to-day basis. It's difficult to become aware of our own consciousness, if you will. Um, Like I said, we're living in very distracting times. Don't need to get into that too much. It just seems like for most people, it continues to get more and more difficult. I'm not subscribing to that just yet, but we'll say that it's hard. Um, that said, you chose to take a different approach by looking at the positive aspects of distractions. And people might say, there's a positive aspect to a distraction? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In this episode, go back and listen. Uh, mainly at the speed at which we can grow in these amazing times. You know, like for the yeah. past 18 months, we've been in quarantine, pandemic. We've, you know, we're starting to get out in the world a little bit, but we don't know the uncertainty that's coming up. But there's some people that looked at this as an opportunity and actually grow their business business, you know, 10x, 20x, whereas other people chose to sit down and stream Netflix or whatever it might be. Right. You said in the episode- Some have done both. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The power is in you and you are the power. So I'm going to say that again. The power is in you and you are the power. Can you explain that again, just because I think our people love to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. So we, we are born with what I call a spiritual DNA. And if a person has trouble with the word spiritual, replace it with the idea of a successful DNA, Um, a DNA that allows all, there's like, there's something in, 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 in life, in the DNA of each individual thing that is in nature, including human beings, that is part of the idea of success because everything um, is intended to live to its, uh, you know, its most successful version of itself. If you look into nature, and, and I, love, I love really using nature as a comparison, because if nature, if you're looking at nature that is not being interrupted directly by human beings, um, what ends up happening is that that nature will, let's say it's a tree, you know, or a gorilla or whatever, it will grow to the fullest version of itself and primarily the reason that it, what, one of the, I shouldn't say the reason that it does that, because uh, that's not true. What it doesn't have is an objective that, that uh, would turn it around or prevent it from not doing that, is another one of its species that is detracting from its process or telling it that it can't or indicating that it's not good enough or rejecting it on a level that it feels bad about itself. So everything that's in nature is literally working from the premise of being everything that it's designed to be. And also, it's probably living in a world that is a predator-prey situation. So, you know, there is this whole idea of, you know, the strongest survive. But outside of the fact that it could be prey to something... 
there is nothing that is telling it that it that it can't be the very best that it was designed to be. That's inherent in the DNA of that piece of nature. In human beings, I believe we have that also. So you can call it success DNA. I call it our spiritual DNA. Um, and the difference is this. With human beings, we grow up in an environment where people give everything meaning based on either what they were told about it or the experience they have with it or a little bit of both. So we are um, exposed to so many different ideas about what success is, about what's right and wrong in life, about the different things that we need to make our life really good, even make it even make it great, as to if those things are right or wrong. Like one of the things that everybody needs and really needs to understand how to use, um, how to bring into their life, how to deal with moving it out of their life is money. Uh, money replaced, you know, a long, long time ago, it replaced our need for food and shelter where we do it all of ourselves. So as society expanded, we create, we create money so that we don't have to do everything ourselves, and people can expand as a society. It's a brilliant tool. However, it has a terrible reputation. Um, there are so many negatives that we learn about money, and it's so very important that instead of Instead of not hearing these negatives, if, if we lived in a society where money was healthy, the ideas around money were healthy, we learned from a very young age how to manifest money, what to do with it, how to deal with it responsibly, um, really good, positive, uh, 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 healthy energy around money. I think the world would be very different in a lot of different ways, but we don't, we're not in that place. So we get very, very different conflicting values and information around so much in our life that it it over it seems it seems that it literally is overriding the DNA that is supposed to be successful. But here's something that's fascinating about this DNA. So the DNA is not conscious and it does not ha- it doesn't judge meaning that whatever a person is programmed with in their mind about how they should live their life, that DNA grows it. If a person is in a dysfunctional environment, BT, and, and their whole childhood is dysfunction, it's abuse, it's alcoholism, it's um, negativity, like it, it looks at the world terrible, like uh, people that are leaders are no good, everybody's greedy, and this, this kid is filled with all kinds of dysfunction. That DNA that would take something that was healthy and grow it successfully will now take this negativity and grow it successfully, meaning it will keep making it bigger and more dominant and prominent in that person's life until either they self-destruct or they, they transition for some way. So it's so very important that we understand that the idea is that we're successful. We like and successful. I'm not talking about like rich and flat. I'm talking about that a person be understands why they're here. They do that search for themselves and they they take themselves and they and they work on making themselves better so that they can create a life that they love 
and that everybody that they come in contact with will be better for having been in contact with that person. But they need to understand that that energy in them, that is within them, is actually in them. That everything that they need to give them direction for where to go based on this idea is already in them. It's not outside of them. If they look inside for clues like, what do I desire? What am I attracted to? How do I feel about something? What do I feel pulled to? If they start paying attention to those things, those things will guide you to all of the success that you want. And then you learn how to deal with the outside stuff. But all of that is on the inside. That's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it lives inside every single person. Every person. The good and the bad. It's all there. The it's all the right bad. here. Yeah, the the so bad. you, you know, there's probably some who would maybe argue the point that, well, I'm, I've been doing this for 45, 50 years, and this is who I am, and I don't have the ability to change. It's too late for me. That that's all bullshit. You mean how they're living their yeah, life? Yeah, how they're living yeah. their life. Yeah, I mean, you, you can make a change. Like I say all the time, like, well, you know, I I got sort of I'm stuck with the cards I was dealt and you know, I'm not gonna be able to make my changes. And even though I've made some changes, I'm probably never gonna achieve this level of change. So I'm just gonna kinda go where I'm at and and all that shit is bullshit. You're bullshit. just afraid to shine a light on that scary part of inside of you that says, Look, you can achieve a certain level of inner peace if you damn well want it, yeah. but you're going to have to work. It's not going to be easy. They're not handing out inner peace at the, at the corner. You got to go and work for it. And I think that knowing that it's inside of you is equal parts to me, freaking exciting as hell, yeah, it is. but it also can be scary too, because then you've got to, you got to do the work, you know, this isn't something that's going to just happen. So, but it is there. I love that you bring it to DNA too. It's kind of interesting knowing that behind the scenes, your DNA is working. Yeah. You have that power yeah. right there inside of you. You said that it can be scary. So let me expand on that for a minute. One of the reasons that it can be scary is that you're not going to bring it to the surface without bringing some of the ugly to the surface. They're, they're intertwined. They're intermingled. Um, what most people don't recognize or, or even realize or understand is that the things that happened to us that we experienced from the moment of conception until we become adults that, that are not good. Like we would, we would look at those things and go, that wasn't good or that was horrible or that was tragic or it was trauma, you know. However we would judge it as not being good, what we don't understand about it is that it was 100% essential for us to be who we are and to be who we're going to become. Now, when I say that, you also have to consider that some people have experienced some of the most horrific things as a child. So it's very, I say it with great responsibility because in the world that we live in today, um, People might say, oh, well, yeah, you say that because you're white, or you say that because you're privileged, or you say that because look at how successful you are. And I, I also understand that they're coming from their perception of making sense out of who I am and, and what they're experiencing about me or, 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 or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, and they're trying, they're trying to give it meaning in their life. And they have developed meanings about certain things and certain people. 
And then it has to fit into that slot in their mind in order for them to make uh, sense of it. So I, I, I understand that. I'm not saying that I, I agree with it as um, something to project on all people or anybody of a race, you know, in particular. Um, with this idea of what I'm teaching about, about what's inside of us and, and the, the DNA to be successful, what I'm saying is that every person of every race and every sex has this inside of themselves. Nobody else has your potential inside of them. And unless you're living in a society where there's a dictator controlling what you can do, what you can say, uh, the resources that you're that are available to you, you absolutely have the ability and everything that you need to bring this out from within you in order to do whatever it is that you want, create your life, whatever you want. I thoroughly understand that there are people in certain parts of the world that can't do this to some degree or in a large degree in some cases because of where they live and what's going on in the countries that, that they live in. Um, maybe, maybe at some point I'll do a podcast around, around what options those people have in, in those situations, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. The idea is that if we become aware of some basic truths about us as a human being, forget your race, forget your sex, forget uh, your ancestry, just put all of that aside for a moment and look at yourself as a human being. You are absolutely essential for the world to be what it is right now. And you need to ask a more intelligent question about why you're here as far as to what it is that your purpose is and how you can contribute to all of life moving forward. Because the fact that that's in you, I thoroughly believe every single person on the inside of them has an individual purpose for their lifetime. That's in us. It's not outside. It's in us. But our job is to find it. Our responsibility is to find it. Now, why do I say that? I say that not because I'm white and what my ancestry is, uh, and I'm not all white, and, 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 and my ancestry is like all over the freaking place. However, I'm not saying that because of that or anybody else's. I'm saying that because there is nothing in nature that does not have a purpose. Every single thing that's in nature has a purpose. And if everything in nature has a purpose, you have a purpose. We have the highest intellect of, of, of anything in nature that we're aware of. We have an intellect that gives us the ability to create. That's inside of us right now. So the idea is that if we would just spend some time thinking about what is inside of us that could bring about our best self and bring it into the world to make the world the best thing that we could cr create from that instead of making everybody else wrong, it would be astounding as to what it is that you would find. But you need to look at what is your purpose and not what the world is directing you to think of is your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of awestruck right now because one thing you said that really st stuck out tremendously from all that, and I know there was a bunch, but the fact that you said everyone is essential, 
Like every single person who is on this planet right now is here for a reason and they are essential to the greater good, to the greater story. And there's a lot of people who may say, well, I don't feel that way. I'm not showing up that way. And that's hard for them to see it. So it's not your job or my job to make a person understand that they are essential, but I can only imagine how much clarity would come by just a person who's down on their luck, struggling in life, lost their job, trying to feed their kids, trying to stay off, you know, the path to drugs and alcohol to hear that you are essential. I mean, it almost brings me to tears a little bit thinking about it. How do we get to that place where everybody realizes their essentialness in this world? I mean, that's a huge freaking ask I don't know. and I don't a huge know. question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how we get all of us there. I have absolutely no idea how that happens or if it is even possible for that to happen. I suppose the fact that we can ask the question means, of course, it's possible, but is it probable, right? What we're, what we're dealing with, the problem that we're dealing with is that you're, you're looking at human beings who have different belief systems that they are convicted in. They're very convicted in what they believe. And because of the way that they came about those belief systems primarily, in their mind, there's a consequence for believing something else in many cases. So when you have large groups of people around the world that literally believe if they don't, if they don't kill other individuals that believe different, they don't go to heaven. That's a problem. That's a big problem because that's how, you know, it's integrate. That's how they see the world. I mean, they believe that that's, they're doing a higher good. Um, when you believe that, what is it that comes along that shows you that that belief system is actually incorrect? And, you know, you got to see the flip side of it, right? So, I'm standing on a moral value that says their belief is incorrect. How do I know it's incorrect? I mean, honestly, how do I know? I'm coming from the place where I'm saying that I want to live a life based on more life, where everybody gets to live and everybody gets opportunity and everybody um, that we all work collectively together to, to, to some degree. So that's my preference. That's how I see the world. What makes that right? Right. We don't, like, that's the argument people will present. Like, what makes that right? They, the other people believe that they're right, that they should get rid of people that believe that way because those people do not live to the expectation of, of a certain religion. What makes that right? The idea would be that people come together with some kind of a common value in order to make agreements to live in some kind of harmony, right? So we did that in the United States a few hundred years ago with this idea that we could do this, and even though nobody else was doing this, now that idea is starting to change based on people that don't think that that value is necessarily something that we should be holding up as, as a good thing. So if the majority shifts their belief, it doesn't matter what created it, then the mass amount of people will end up getting pushed in that direction. I think that if, if we are going to 
move and and really get into a much better place psychologically around the world that we need very strong leadership that has people that literally have the ability to bring people together there 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 are ways to bring people together but we need strong leaders and we don't have them it's a very interesting time in the fact that we actually don't have strong leaders um it really it, it, it raises a big question in my mind as to why do we not have strong leadership right now. And I think that one of the main reasons that we don't is that the voices um, of people that are hurt became louder than the leadership. And because a lot of those voices really look at the world and the different topics and things that are going on in the world right now, as if you don't believe the way that they do, your voice should be eliminated. People that have the ability to be very strong leaders are afraid to stand up because if they stand up and they're canceled out, number one, their life is destroyed to some degree, um, but they didn't do any good to begin with. I think that there's leaders waiting to look for an opportunity to come in where they actually have a chance to do something. If everybody's canceling people out because they so degree, and the idea is that the more, if you have the majority of voices on your end that can shut this person down, then it doesn't matter that the leader stood up. They got shut down, and and they were all their power was ripped away from them. Um, you know, you if you look at if you look, at, there's an interesting thing with Trump with all of this also because. You've got half a country that really wanted him, based on whatever reason, which I won't get into, half a country that was completely disgusted by him. Um, and the, the, a, a lot of the people that really believed in him, I understand why they believed in the things that he, that he said or what he, stood, what he said that he stood for. But a big piece of what those individuals miss is that a president regardless of what they stand for, is supposed to be able to bring the country together. And he divided our country even more, which is a big problem. We cannot have a leader that can't bring both sides together. Um, you know, if we, look at, if we look at somebody who had a very, very difficult challenge in front of them, like Abraham Lincoln, and I was very fascinated with Lincoln for a long time based on the time that he lived, the problems that he had, the idea of how he was struggling with slavery and and what slavery was was what meant and what was actually going on in our country, he kept coming back down to the 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 decision really needs to be the decision that brings the country together and does not divide our country. So as much as he wrestled with everything, he had a, a higher value that he was referring to based on the idea of what is it that allows that allows us as a society to be able to get get together in a place where we can respect each other yes we can disagree on things but we will hold respect for each other so that the collective can move forward in some kind of harmony that's what we need t we need somebody that can do that. We need enough people that believe in that to come together and actually create uh, a voice, a, a place where other people that believe in that feel feel safe to stand up in that voice and 
and literally move, literally move a large groups of people around the world forward to that thing. But people are scared to death to stand up right now. The, anybody, like if you look in the social media, there's a lot of people that are starting to stand up and, and really talk about what they think is the right thing. And I think that's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. We need people that are in positions that literally have the ability to move a lot of people in a positive direction and not a negative one. And we've got too many people with a voice in a negative direction right now than we do a positive one. And I believe it's because the positive ones are afraid to do that and they need to stop being afraid and they need to really get some courage and they need to come together and start really figuring out how they can actually do this if we're going to solve this this collective problem. Because all of that is in us but it needs leadership. Without leadership, we, we're like, uh, we're exposed to anything that's flying through the air. And like you said in the beginning, it's just all bullshit that's consistently going around that we're exposed to, and it grabs us by our fears. What the sad thing is, is that the leadership right now is fear. Fear is what's leading everybody around the world right now. And that is never a good thing, because it once fear grabs the mind, you're completely open to be manipulated because you can't think. It's all about it's all about fear. Yeah, it feels like um, the scales over the last I don't know how many years have tipped more towards the negative than the positive, and we've got to find a way that power within we talked about in this episode. You can only control who you are as a person, who you're being, who you're showing up. If you choose to show up with a message of love as opposed to hate, then that's one more person who's going to help tip those scales. And I love that you brought Abraham Lincoln into it because obviously he went through some very tumultuous times that weren't always popular back in the day. He was in a country that was divided and his, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand has never been more impactful uh, than when it was said in, in the 1850s, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're there right now and we have the power within ourselves to do like, I can do what I can do to help raise my value and my worth so that other people will start to recognize. I love that you said, and this is not, not everybody's doing this right now, but I love that you are able to look at both sides of a situation. You're looking at both sides of the coin. You're not standing on a soapbox saying, this is who I am, this is what I believe, and this is the only way. You are saying, this is what I believe, and... I understand that this is my belief, but I also can put myself in another person's shoes and kind of try to understand where they're coming from. Absolutely. I think a lot of people right now, the majority of people aren't like that. No, you see not. it on social media, you see it on the news. More people, you're right, people who are wanting to spread a positive message are afraid to stand up and say so for fear that they'll be canceled or they'll be trolled to the point where they just don't say a word. My daughter is afraid to post any sort of comment on a social media platform for fear that she will get totally ridiculed because she's young, she's privileged, she's white. She will get ridiculed. Yeah. And she's, and I'm, and I say to her all the time, you know, don't engage, don't engage, but then listen to, listen to the message I'm portraying there. Don't engage means don't stand up for what you believe in for fear that you're going to be canceled. So it's this really dicey uh, situation we're dealing with right now. Well, it depends on where you're coming from with the don't engage, but I want to address something that you said. You talked about a message of love, and I want to disagree with you. Um, 
I don't disagree with, with love, and I don't disagree with the idea that somebody has a message of love. It is not, this, it is, that is not where we are as a world. Um, there's a lot of people out there, you know, like I, you could use Instagram as an example or, or Twitter or whatever, where people are putting their message out about what they believe. We all need to come together and love this type, this type of an idea. That's great. The problem with it is this. The problem is that the entire world is not speaking that value. There are people in this world that do not have that value. That's not what they're looking for. To, to stand on a soapbox and put that idea out there to a bunch of individuals that can't even hear that idea, it's not part of their reality, does nothing for bringing the collective together. And here's the reason why. It only resonates with people that have the same value, right? So our leadership and our young people need to understand something very important. Because it's your value does not mean that everybody else has that value. And the people that do not have the value that you have, you should not condemn them for the value that they have. We need to understand more about the different values that people have around the world, which doesn't mean that we need to agree with them. But what we have to do is to figure out a way to create a common value between everyone that people will agree with so that we can live with the respect of each other and learn how to live together. And even that is not the language that some people in the world speak because they don't give a shit about the idea that we have a common value. They want to kill us or they want us to follow them or they want us to be in control. So there is also a place where power has to come in and stop that from happening so that we don't lose our freedom. Because here's the, here's the thing that most people don't realize. We're very close to it being too late. And, and it's very true. And as long as people have their heads in the sand because they're afraid, which I totally understand, typically we end up with two behaviors in situations, well, we never really had a situation like this, but in similar situations. They look at the world at what's happening and it terrifies them. And it's, it is, it's terrifying. They have a right to be terrified. It's, it terrifies them. And what do they do? They stick their head in the sand. They go into denial about how bad it is. Um, typically, that, you know, that idea, while it may be self-serving in the moment because it keeps you out of anxiety, it does not do anything long-term that is productive. It's very dangerous. And the more people that do it, the more danger it becomes because you, what you're doing is you're making, you're, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And once it's too late, it's over. You lose you. Once you lose your freedom, you're not getting it back. Then you have the other side of people that are in, that are in uh, the idea of fear and they're going to constantly rage against it. Um, but they don't really know what to do about it. So they create this, this, one-sided viewpoint that is completely against anything anybody believes that's different. They talk about how they want values of the past to be brought in and we should do it because we worked then. And, you know, people really forget history. It becomes, it becomes very self-authored uh, um, at, at many points. 
uh, it's like fascinating how people forget history. And I heard somebody saying that the the early our early forefathers did not go through this kind of disagreement, and they completely have not. Either they forgot what our history is, or they haven't looked at it. They absolutely did. They abs- and, and it was horrific fighting, right? They, they respected each other to some degree. They moved through it, but they, there was a lot of, of confrontation you know, in those days. But here's the thing. The thing is this. There are only so many people on this planet currently that would be willing to come together as a collective for a mutual value and then figuring out how we can all live and benefit each other to some degree. Then you have other individ- you have other societies in this country like um, like North Korea, for instance, right? Their values are, are so completely different. They, they think everything about our society is basically wrong uh, and that we should die and they have no, you know, there's nothing there for them. So it is then about, it is then about drawing a boundary so that those societies cannot harm the societies that want to live in peace and, and, and productivity, right? In order to keep the world moving so that it is not an environment of just sheer terror and there's, and there's no safety. But if the, if the free societies don't get their shit together really, really quick, it will be too late. And, and it is... Like we're on the edge of that right now. It, we could be in a situation where it's actually too late already to turn it around. Um, but being the optimist that I am, my suggestion is basically stop, f- stop making the people that have the power to make this change wrong and let's agree to disagree where we don't agree, but let's figure out how we come together with an idea that that will allow us to to reestablish our leadership in the world for a good thing, and then collectively work with um, uh, all of our allies in the world to come together in a way where we can get some balance back, uh, you know, in society. Because the direction that it's going, and especially with the idea of COVID, it is weakening the fabric of what's what we think is good and just and our ability to be able to stand up for it because we're crumbling from within. You know, we're, we're, we're beating each other to death with what we believe. And the, the core of what we have going on right now is fear because it's fear of every damn thing. And it's not like it used to be where we were scared because um, there was the idea of the right or the left blowing things up to huge proportion and accusing each other of de- wanting to destroy the world and take over and, and all of this stuff, we actually have outside influences that are watching everything that we're doing right now. And the way that they're literally looking at us crumble, they're just waiting for the moment that they can take over. And that moment is not far off if we don't come together collectively. Because yes. there, there is a group of people that believe inside of our country that the values that we have, the Constitution that we have lived by, is inaccurate, that it's wrong, and, and that we shouldn't do it. So, you know, the, the, it's a big problem. 
Yeah, it's it's exploiting a weakness. And right now the weakness is ourselves and how we treat one another. It is. The outside world is looking and paying attention and you're absolutely right. And I wrote down, you know, what I can control myself is just get a little better each day. That's right. And I don't know what that means. You know, it might be different for somebody else out there, but just get a little better each day and continue to be the optimist, like you said, and know that we will eventually have... You know, these leaders will step up and it's not like we haven't been here before, maybe in a pandemic sense, but even then we've been through pandemics, but we have short term memory and we forget. And this is the first real adversity that this generation has had to deal with yeah. uh, that my, you know, my parents dealt with Vietnam and all these other sorts of things. But this is the first time around we've had to deal with it and people aren't dealing with it very well. And right. we've got a lot of um, seeds of distrust and dishonesty with the government, the leadership and with one another. So, you know, like we said earlier, you know, a house divided cannot stand. We really need to come together and find that common ground and just get a little bit better each day and keep that optimism heightened. Yeah, I yeah. think that that we need... To, so you said something that's important. Every person needs to look at their life and the world that we're living in and ask themselves a couple of very important questions. One is, what is my purpose? And the reason that I say that is because there are so many things that that technology has allowed us to be able to see, be aware of, and focus on, that if you don't understand what your purpose and your role is in your world, we have a tendency to get off track. So you can't do something about everything. And that's important to know because we feel emotional. You know, we have compassion for all these different things that are going on. We want to help here. We want to help there. And then we're really not helping on the thing that we're actually supposed to be working on the most. So if we, if we can start to understand that we have a purpose and even though we're aware of all these different things happening, ask yourself this question, where can you be the greatest benefit, right? The next thing is there's many things that you can't do anything about, even though you're hurt, sad, scared, enraged, I get it. What can you actually have an effect on? Really understand that, and the things that you can't do anything about, you have to psychologically let those things go for the moment, if it changes, it changes. But in the moment, what can I what can I do that is going to make an impact for our collective world and society? Uh, and every little piece is important, right? So you may think to yourself, "Yeah, but this I can make an effect here." But does that really make an effect in this giant issue of a world? It does, and you need to start remembering that your purpose is required. Everybody's here for a reason. If you focus on that little bit that you can do, you've done exactly what it is that you're supposed to do here. It's very important that we all do the little bit that we can, and we really focus on the idea of where can that make the biggest impact according to how I see myself in my life, and we need to do that. Next thing is, is that really consider another thing uh, in, in the decisions of what you're making the and how you're making decisions on a daily basis. There's a ton of information that is coming into our awareness constantly, and it's constantly changing. Understand this fundamental truth. Almost all of that information is coming in through a multitude of different media sources. Media sources are business. They're billion-dollar businesses. 
they are designed to do business. And how they do business is getting eyeballs to pay attention to what they're showing. The way that they, the way that they create an income, the way that they become profitable is through advertisers. Advertisers pay for space so that you, they will draw the eyeballs to those people that are paying advertising money and hopefully those individuals will then purchase products or services for those companies. Over a long period of time, the collective psychological understanding of how to get people's attention has really shown that fear is the biggest thing to grab a person's attention immediately. Media's companies know this, so they're constantly creating things that are for people to be afraid of so that they get those eyeballs. The idea of, of really honest, you know, the whole, the whole constitutional idea of a free press and um, a, a person being a very honest uh, uh, individual who was looking for and reporting the truth of the, of the news as they see it is pretty much gone. We're looking at companies that are constructing stories based on some information that they're getting, and it is usually twisted based on how they want to direct that narrative to certain groups of individuals. So all I'm saying is that, number one, don't be exposed to it for long periods of time because it will fuck with your mind. Next, before you believe something and then continue to create a story or, or begin to talk about it to a bunch of individuals or say that this is the truth and this is what's happening, do some research to find out the best that you can if, in fact, it is actually true. Because you're, we are all, every one of us, is in a situation where the powers that be, and this is not like a, um, uh, not like a conspiracy theorist, this is really the way these companies work as far as the, the media. They are literally trying to control the way you think so that you pay attention to what they're doing so that they get more advertising dollars. That's all that that is. And some of it's true, some of it's not true, but the biggest proponent of it is fear. If we're constantly in fear, we are subject to a very disturbing thing. We can be manipulated in any way that they see fit. So if you don't understand that, you might want to do a little bit of research on it. It's not difficult. Google it. Look, read about it. We've known this for a long time. And it, the, the truth of it is actually sad. When a person's in fear and they don't know what to do, they're, we, we are biologically um, uh, developed in a way where we look for people of authority to tell us what to do so that we can feel safe. And then we are subject to whatever it is that they told us. If it's not true or if it's not good for us, then we end up doing things that harm ourselves and we don't even know it. We need to find out if it's true and you need to put yourself in a position where you're making decisions based on strength and what you think is right or wrong, not what the media is actually telling you is right or wrong. And I'm not talking about any one specific thing other than when human beings are in fear we're extremely susceptible to being, to being manipulated by outside uh, ideas to get done whatever it is, whatever their objective is to get done. And that's one of the main reasons why we have fallen off of core principles and the idea that we, um, we can't seem to get that back. 
And it is what is allowed, Brandon, what you were talking about with this specific thing of the cancel culture. It's what it's what's allowed it to be so big because the media itself wanted to cancel out Trump or cancel out Biden or Obama or Hillary or whatever. And it just keeps blowing it up, blowing it up. So it is then adopted and everybody's doing it. The only way we can shut it down is to live without that voice and and live for the the idea that we want and put the leaders in place that'll do it. Absolutely. And and above all, you know, be informed but not inundated. You know, be mindful about what you're taking in and also check the facts. Yeah. The 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 information is out there. Like they used to say on the X-Files, the truth is out there. Uh, but I think that this has been so good. Like this is damn, this is just really good. Encourage people to go back and listen to this one again. Um, again, covering some really, really timely, heavy hitting topics, but it's so powerful because you learn every single day and just do a little bit better. A little bit better. I love it. Thanks for coming inside. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.